Oh, welcome back, guys. We haven't been recording because I ate too many Tide Pods. Oh, oh, okay, that's where you were going with that. Okay, <laughs> okay. But yeah, speaking about Tide Pods and all the other things, um, in local news, well, national news, apparently this flu epidemic, even though we, I got a flu shot. Did you get a flu shot? I did not. Well, you're kind of screwed then. But apparently schools are shutting down because of how bad it is. Schools are like, like suspending, like we're not coming to class until X amount of days. And then also, apparently the flu strain is also going into dogs as well. So there's an epidemic on a... Okay. But, um, yeah, dogs and humans are catching this. So it's kind of a... On top of all the kids eating Tide Pods, it seems like uh, one of the four horsemen of uh, the apocalypse has been released upon us. <laughs> That's kind of scary. It is, eh, not really. Not until war breaks out with Kim. Yeah, right? Then, then it will really be an apocalypse. It, yeah. Oh, geez. So our... I don't want to talk about our president. I've talked about him enough on this podcast. Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess get your flu shot. Please. Get your... Well, I mean, it's kind of already late now. It's... It's like... High high tide flu season right now. Yeah, but uh, next year. Yeah. Well, every year I get it. I feel like I'm turning into a zombie that day. Well, the thing, I always get sick. Well, that's I the thing the about inoc- inoculations is it gives you a dead viral dead viral strand of the thing you're getting inoculated. Yeah. In. So yeah, you're gonna get mildly very little sick, but it builds your immunity up to it. Yeah. It just like always like I, there was one year where like I got my flu shot and then. Throughout the throughout the day, I was giving Twitter updates about my progress turning into a zombie. You know, like the notebooks you'd find in the Resident Evil games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was pretty much doing that on Twitter. Mm, it see. was funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have been. Um, all right, so to get into things today, uh, start off with a bit of funny news that I'm sure you would like. Tom Cruise couldn't stop humming the Superman theme to Henry Calvin during the Mission Impossible filming. <laughs> so Henry Cavill's in Mission Impossible Six, uh-huh. and Tom Cruise just couldn't stop humming the classic John Williams Superman theme to him. All right, awesome. Okay. That's just a bit funny. Yeah, it's, but, it, it's an interesting piece of. Uh, I wonder how annoying that was getting. I wonder how much Henry Cavill was getting pissed off. Well, I mean, it's it's like the thing is, is you know, if you can, if you're chummy enough with somebody and you can push their buttons to the point where it's not too much, but it's not too little. Yeah. It's just the God damn it, Tom. God damn it. Yeah. Come on. God, God damn it, Tom. <laughs> Especially considering, uh, like, I could only imagine the shit he was getting, like, when they were doing the Justice League reshoots, because mm-hmm. he couldn't shave his mustache for Mission <laughs> Impossible 6. Yeah. So, you had a Superman with a mustache, and so he was probably getting shit from both casts. <laughs> he was probably uh, getting, get, well, obviously getting shit from Tom Cruise for having yeah. to play Superman. <laughs> But, yeah. I kind of wish you would have just rocked the the mustache in Justice League. Like that's an interesting choice. Do you remember for that episode of Justice League where you see Superman shave? Yeah, in the, uh, he's got like five o'clock shadow. He just looks at himself in a mirror and the buzzes it off with his uh, uh, heat, heat vision. vision. Yeah, I'm like, they could have made a reference to that. I mean, it's not really that. Yeah. Oh, sorry, guys. Uh, I bis- I disappeared for a few days. I just decided to grow a pedo stash. <laughs> Superman, Superman mustache ride. Oh. <laughs> All right, so Star Wars Rebels is coming to an end this season, mm-hmm. and there's already been a new job posting at Lucasfilm that hints at a new Star Wars animated series. So, with this, what I'm hoping for, which I know it's not going to happen, Old Republic, and I know a lot of us would be wanting Old Republic. Because the thing is, is they retconned all of it, and I kind of want to bring some of it back into the canon. But yeah. what they're most likely going to honestly do is First Order stuff, fighting the Rebellion against the First Order. Yeah, I really hope, I really hope it takes place after Jedi. That would be interesting, yeah. I think it would make sense. You had like the, the Clone Wars. the recruiting then... of the new Rebel Alliance. Yeah, or, or Luke's Jedi Order. Yeah, that'd be cool, too. Uh, I want to see Luke get get to be that badass before he breaks himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, or hell, if it took place a imme- like if it took place immediately after Jedi and mm-hmm. led to that point, 
that'd be cool too. But the thing is, is they only have two years, two years, yeah, two years before the next episode comes out. Yeah. So if they were to make a new animated series about that, it would just have to be rushed, 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 rushed. Well, not necessarily. Um, it, it could be. It could come out after. I mean, it. How many years was it between Rebels and the end of Clone Wars? True. So I, I, I don't know. It, it would probably it would probably line up with that release. I could see it starting the the spring after Episode Nine. I could see that too, but I still have my fingers crossed for Old Republic. It won't happen. I know it won't. It won't happen, unfortunately. I don't know. I'm excited. I'm looking forward. This season of Clone, uh, Rebels has been awesome. All of Star Wars Rebels has been awesome. If you haven't watched it, I highly recommend it. I've seen bits and pieces of it. It gotcha. seems like fun. I can let you borrow. I own the first two seasons. If you wanted to watch it, I can let you borrow. Them. I can get. I can download it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it wraps up. I know this season has really heavily been tying into Rogue One, mm-hmm. which is which is neat. So. Because I mean, in Rogue One, you get to have yeah. that little shout out to Sandula. The yeah. ghost is in it. Chopper's in it. Yeah. So we'll see who survives. We know. We know she does. And we know uh, uh, Sabine does. She's in a because of the Star Wars uh, Forces of Forces of Destiny series. Yeah, the little shorts they've done with the female characters. Mm-hmm. Now they're both confirmed at uh, the Battle of Endor. So at least we know they live. Yeah. Who knows about Ezra and Kanan? I really hope they don't make them go go Force ghosts because they're not really that d- deep into Force quite yet. They're still. Yeah. They're still relatively young Jedis. Yeah, I mean, Kanan, he was never a master. He was a, a Padawan who's now has his own Padawan. He's a Padawan who did officially get knighted. Yeah. So he's a knight, Yeah. but he's not a master. Yeah. So that, that's cool. I can't wait. Um, more Star Wars news. Uh, so if you pay attention to our, our president, you recently heard that he had an affair with a porn star named Stormy Daniels. But apparently she hated Star Wars The Last Jedi. Let's find her, uh... Let's see her tweet here. If it's... Okay. Oh. Uh, oh, it was just... Fuck you, Ryan Johnson. <laughs> and Ryan Johnson just... Starry-eyed, big face, smile. And then Mark Hamill, just another, another satisfied customer with <laughs> lips. <laughs> I still, I mean, now that it's been out long enough, yeah. and we've had to be able to see it over and over again. Some people's complaints I see, I understand, but the problem is still the fact that you have people who wanted Luke to be pretty much a Jesus character. Yeah. But he never turned out to be that all-powerful being that everybody wanted. And well, I think he did, but he not did. in the way they expected. No, not in the way they expected. But Stormy Daniels, a porn star. Hey, I mean, she's got opinions, too. Yeah, I know. It just, it's just a funny she response. Apparently she doesn't have very good opinions, because, I mean, she agreed to, drink, to, to sleep with the wig. Yeah, yeah. She got paid off for sleeping with her president right after he had a child, so... America. I, I, I've always wondered why all the the conservative families who are for conservative family values backed the guy who's had three wives, a, affairs with porn stars, yeah. as the immaculate sent savior from God. Yeah, because America. No but oh. um, yeah. <laughs> and then the article ends with a picture of Luke drinking the green milk. Yeah, Andrew's gonna hate. Okay, so I've got some funny news before we go into the next story. This is the next funny one, though. Um, so I'm in talks with um, one of my friends who's an artist, and I'm going to commission them for a small relative artwork. Um, and I told her, okay, so I only have $100 to work with, but I want you to make this dream come true. And this is a real geeky thing. I know you're going to judge me. And she's like, oh, don't worry. Can't Art- be worse than your signature, Kurt. <laughs> um, art can uh, express anything and I'm like okay so I want you to do a doodle sketch not a doodle but like a line black and white line figure of a versus panel like you have two sides coming against each other like facing each other 
but me dressed as a Viking and me dressed as a Power Ranger. Awesome. <laughs> it's going to be so awesome. Epic. Just your face in the middle. <laughs> so okay. one side you'll see me with a sword and axe. And the other one, you'll just see me with a power saber. And a helmet. <laughs> and a helmet. So you won't even see your face. <laughs> you won't even see your face. But the thing is, is oh, this is going to be an epic artwork. I can't wait to oh, see I it. Can't, I can't wait. We'll have to post it on our, our uh, It's going to be epic. But yeah, look at this. At the Met, uh, they have a Michelangelo exhibit. I just thought this was cute and awesome. But uh, the Ninja Turtle Michelangelo visited the Met. It's Michelangelo uh, exhibit. It's just cool. It's just cute. God bless that person. I know, right? <laughs> He's too pure for this world. Right? <laughs> Look at this. Uh, that's, that's adorable. So, that's so fun. <laughs> Praise the sun. Yeah. <laughs> Our celebrity guest, this is a tweet from the Met. This morning we welcomed Michelangelo, one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at TMNT at, at the Met. Our celebrity guest came to see the work of an artist who happens to share his name. <laughs> oh. and it's, that's a good costume. It's a good costume. Is that the um, it's the, the Nickelodeon the, the Nickelodeon, The Nickelodeon turtle, Michelangelo. Oh, that smile's kind of creepy. I don't know. Yeah, it's still neat. It's still neat. I've actually seen the, these costumes at uh, New York Comic Con. They're kind of cool in person, too. Yeah, it's just a fun little... Fun little thing. Seems like this whole week's about, well, besides the flu epidemic, it's just lighthearted uh, news. That's because we need it. <laughs> we need it, Kurt. We need it. We need it in our lives. It's going to be a short episode, too, I have a feeling. But Yeah. What's uh, next on next, the docket? Well, oh, yes. Um, so set photos came out of uh, Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. And it, at first it kind of took the internet. Uh, they made fanboys upset. Where is it? Where's the picture? There, there's one of them. Huh, a green costume instead of a red costume. Because it's her Cree uniform. Yeah, that would make sense. And it's like people forget that she should have a green uniform to start because she's Cree. And that's why people are using the hashtag Cree Larson. Oh, that would of, make sense, yeah. Instead of Brie Larson. But it's set in the 90s, and she definitely has a 90s-style haircut. She yep. looks like Jennifer Aniston yep. from Friends. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. I, I'm, I've been a fan of Brie Larson for a while. I wish I had that kind of hair. <laughs> you want 90s Hey, no, hair? dude, that's like um, Kurt Cobain hair. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I share a name with him, but I don't share a shotgun mic with him. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Kurt. Kurt, Kurt, Kurt. Bad taste joke. Say it ain't so. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm excited for this. Uh, I can't wait. It's surprising it's taken Marvel this long to get their first female solo superhero. Yeah, considering we had Black Widow. Black Widow for ever. ten years now, almost. For reals? Well, like Avengers well, came out when? No, I, no, no. She was in Iron um, Man Two was her Iron first Man one, which came out in 2010. So it's been eight years. Wow. She's been Black Widow for eight years, and we haven't gotten a Black Widow movie. That's crazy. But we're getting Captain Marvel. And some fans have taken the liberty of doing some Photoshop. Well, they've always been doing that. To add the actual colors to it. Like, to make it look like her costume. And it looks good. It does look good. And I feel like at the end of the movie, they'll probably do that whole shout-out kind of thing. Like, as, like at the end of Ant-Man, you see the wasp outfit. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming she'll have this. I mean, she's... Uh, the concept art that got released back at Comic-Con, I believe, had the, the, looks of, the looks of the suit look pretty much the same as this here. And with the new recolor to it, it matches the concept art. So I don't expect it to be much different besides just the color swap. I'm curious to see how she they bring her into the MCU because the thing is, is Infinity War is she going to show up or not? Yes, I think it's been confirmed that she is in Infinity War. Hmm. But then the question is, is from the '90s until Infinity War, where she's been? We'll find out. We'll find out. And you know, I feel like she's going to be like a Guardians of the Galaxy kind of thing. Like, oh, she was on another planet. Oh yeah, probably. But maybe she was like trapped in time or gets sent sent to our time. Also acceptable. Also yeah, acceptable. Definitely a possibility. I could see it being because okay, we lose Steve Rogers. Yeah. 
So we're losing that fish out of water mm-hmm. aspect of the character. So maybe that's something they could kind of keep with her. But the fish out it of water hasn't changed that much since the '90s. I get it, but yeah, I understand. But at the same time, like, it's good for a movie with that. Yeah, it's okay. Like, oh yeah, I don't get that reference. That was ten years ago. Wait, yeah, twenty years ago. Ooh. Yeah, almost thirty. Almost thirty. Almost thirty years ago, Kurt. I'm scared. So I, I mean I don't know we'll see, and you know I, I, I fingers fingers crossed I still want a like a Fantastic Four movie set in the '60s, which would be great. Which they're a product of their time, mm-hmm. but I think that would be much easier to then do the fish out of water with them. Mm-hmm. Like somehow they get stuck in like the negative zone for the, 30, the thing, 30, 50 years. Well, the thing with them was is they were even in the sixties they had such advancements of technology. Yeah. So they would they would be a little bit more savvy to our stuff. Like, oh yeah, AI. I had AI back in the sixties. Well, Reed would, but I think it would be kind of neat to see like the other Fantastic Four adapting to the new. Yeah, exactly. World. Reed would fit right in. Reed would come in and just be oh. Reed Richards. But could you imagine the thing, Ben Grimm? Yeah. Trying to adjust to basically, if it's set in the sixties, you move forward to modern day, fifty years. 60 years almost? Yeah, that would be a big jump for him. I think that'd be really cool. I think that'd be even more interesting. I think it would be see. really funny with Johnny Storm because he was like a, a hotshot sports guy back then and yeah. then just see what, what happens like sports versus then, sports versus now. Would he, Like if he was playing sports, would it be considered like doping since he now has superpowers? Maybe, but I, I feel like the idea of back in the 60s, we didn't have this many pads in football. What's, yeah, what's yeah, wrong with America? For sure. Yeah, I would love to see that more with the them making a Fantastic Four movie than anything because yeah. I think it could work really yeah, it well. Would. It would work pretty well, but it, it will be interesting because I know we get Sam Jackson back in the '90s Ooh. as Nick as Nick Fury. So there's gonna be there's gonna be quite a bit of going pre-bl- on. Is this gonna be pre blinded eye? Yeah, it should be pre eye patch Nick Fury. He's probably like, I don't want makeup for that damn eye patch. True. And it is bizarre. And a purple lightsaber. Yes. <laughs> it, it, it will be bizarre because we don't have Nick Fury in Infinity War. Nick really? Fury is one of the only characters not in Infinity War. Well, because they knew he's going to be easily killed off. Well, hopefully they're saving him for something big. Because the last time we saw him, he was just still in hiding. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they're just keeping it hush-hush. Probably. Maybe it's big and so big that they want to keep it quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I I can't wait for this movie. It'll be fun. And and it's eighteen or nineteen. It's uh, it comes out between uh, both uh, movies, both Infinity War or both Avengers. So it, I believe it's the first one of twenty nineteen. Okay. So this year we have Black Panther, Infinity War. And Ant-Man and Wasp. Mm-hmm. Ant-Man and Wasp comes out in November. Mm-hmm. I think this is the early 2019 release Okay. before Avengers 4. So like May. February-ish. Yeah, February, March, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, she looks good. She looks good. Mm-hmm. And it's another Oscar-winning act. Well, another Oscar-winning caliber performer in the MCU. Yeah. So. Uh, have you seen Room? I've seen The Room. No, Room. No, I've two seen very it. different movies. <laughs> Highly recommend it. She is phenomenal. She won the she won the Academy Award for Best Actress for it. Hmm. Uh, just a stunning performance in that movie. And it's the plot of that. She's being held captive and has a son in captivity. Uh, and basically, she raises her kid in this one room from the guy that's kidnapped her. Like he rapes her. She has this kid, and they're just she, just living in in this place for like ten years, and the kid is now about ten years old, and they get out super early in the movie, and it's basically them being unable to adapt to life. Ah, a very Socratic cave situation. Yeah, pretty much. Huh, that it, would be it, an interesting it, concept. I mean. It's legitimately maybe 40 minutes into the movie when they get out of the room. And most movies, that's where it would end. This one goes for another hour. And just seeing how they struggle to 
exist. Yeah. It's you see, a that's very one thing that a lot of people don't talk about is from all these women who do get kidnapped and then escape is how they adjust to the real world. Because yeah. the thing is, is these girls are usually abducted before they get their GEDs, before they, they're educated and can actually do work. Yeah. So when they come out of these places, they're in a really bad living area, living ability. What, what are you giving me that look for? I like this song. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, interesting concept. Yeah, go, uh, check out check out Room. Not the room. Room. <laughs> You're tearing me apart, Lisa. All right. So, uh, DC Comics is in the news for uh, using the actual Doomsday Clock as promotion for the comic book miniseries Doomsday Clock. Why are they getting shit over this? Let's pull up their tweet here. The... DC Comics tweeted, take your mind off the real hashtag Doomsday Clock with Doomsday Clock 3 out now with a link to it. I don't I don't think it's bad. The Doomsday Clock it... just moved up two minutes to midnight. Yeah. No, wait. The actual Doomsday Clock. In real... In yeah. real life, moved up to two minutes to midnight. I did not know that. Yes. And then DC tweeted this. Oh, okay. That makes sense. And it makes sense why people are upset about that. But I honestly... I think it's it's, good. it's clever. I mean, it's, it's clever marketing it at the same time. But, I mean... I really don't see us doing an, a, a real nuclear war. I, I pray we don't. I pray we don't either. But the but thing is... the is, idiots that we have in office. Yeah, but the thing is, is... I... I have said this before. I don't believe in the Illuminati, yeah. but I don't believe Trump holds the entire power of the United States. Oh no, he doesn't. He's the least popular politician in history. Yes, and saying that, I don't think that whoever is above him, because there probably is people above him, yeah, would allow that to happen. Yeah, because everybody knows, like, yes, there's that whole world theory of capitalism. Capitalism is well, the best. Well, you, know, you know who's who's above him? All the donors. Yeah. The donors decided the fate of America, not the president. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, is I honestly don't see North Korea having the capability, first off, to, to launch nuclear missiles at us with an effective range. Yeah. And I also don't see America, like, there's a lot of people who are pro-war, but everybody knows it's an end game when it comes to nuclear missiles. Oh, yeah. There is no guarantee of anything past nuclear war. No. Everybody's afraid of it. Nobody wants to embrace it. It's just, it's a scary thought. So I understand why people are upset about this, but honestly, I don't feel like, as a species, we really are condemnation, condemnating ourselves to a fate like that. Yeah. I honestly believe that if we do have the next world war, if it is titled that, it's going to be hacking, hack versus hack versus hack versus hack. It's not going to be nuclear war and then non-existence. Yeah. Or at least that's my optimistic views of the world. And we'll be discussing Doomsday Clock. Uh, I think we should talk about the... They're taking a break between issues four and five. We should talk about the first four once it's done. Yeah. We'll, we won't wait until next year when the entire thing's done. We'll do it in chunks. It's fun. Yeah, I can't wait to read issue three, which is out now, mm -hmm. as their tweet was promoting. Yeah, as the tweet was promoting. And I have it here on me. I had absolutely no idea that the Doomsday Clock was moved up to two minutes. Yeah. I knew I knew since, like, the, what, the 80s, it's been at five, five minutes to midnight. Yeah, and since it's been moving up, uh, it's been moving up steadily since Trump took office. I honestly don't think he's going to do it. Uh, there's nobody that that dumb. Yeah, and people are just complaining that hey, not very smart DC. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well. The things you do. All right, now this is exciting. Um, uh, X Men Dark Phoenix is getting a hell of a score by Hans and Zimmerman. Hans Zimmerman is er, er, Zimmer. Zimmer. Hans you, said, you said Zimmerman, I, I and said then Zimmerman. I said it. Uh, but Hans Zimmer, who did the, the Dark Knight trilogy, is doing Dark Phoenix. Which will be fun. Yeah, if nothing else, if the movie's shit, at least it's going to have a good soundtrack. 
So if they have Hans Zimmer as the the conductor, I'm uh-huh. curious, is this going to be semi horror? No, I mean the Dark Knight trilogy wasn't. It was gothic. Sure. I was so maybe that's a better way of saying this. Is this going to be gothic? I think it will be dark, but I don't think gothic. It will be dark. That'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. If nothing else, it will have a great soundtrack. Because I actually have uh, all three of the Dark Knight soundtracks. They're great to listen to. And I'm just wondering if he'll stick with the theme. Like, you, all through Dark Knight Rises, he has that drum beat mm-hmm. that's just going. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, next, I, I'll, I'll let you take this one. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so before I even get into this news, um, one of my favorite film series as a kid growing up, before I was even, I even smoked pot in high school, was I loved the Bill and Ted Excellent Adventure you, and Bogus you smoke Pot. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> I don't anymore. I used to back in high school. You might still be able to find it. It might still be on our feed, but we. we smoked out while recording one day I was I was on the floor <laughs> that might still be on the internet <laughs> but yeah um, the Bill and Ted uh, excellent invention and bogus journey introduced me into the stoner genre movies and it was it's like those really bad movies that are really good like the room it's a really bad movie that's really good it's not a stoner movie per se it's a trash movie but like Movies like uh, Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny, that's a good stoner flick. Oh, yeah. Um, and other movies like that, uh, Rubber. <laughs> I would not put Rubber in the same category as Pick of Destiny. Yeah. But, um, so, going into this news, the long-rumored Bill & Ted 3 could finally be moving in the right direction, and it seems now it has an official title. The official title, after almost ten years... Uh, Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter are revealed the title is Bill and Ted Face the Music. So, who knows what that means? I would like to see Wild Stallion. Like, that would be an interesting concept. The whole idea is is that their band brings world peace. Yeah. But what I think is going to happen is they face the music as an they come into what is modern day America. And it hasn't changed. And it hasn't at changed all. at all. And they're all like, well, what happened to all this future that we were predicted and everything? And then they, at the end of the movie, they'll probably fix it. Like, oh, we just didn't have the right sound. And now we do air guitar. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm really excited for Bill and Ted 3. When is this coming out? Um, who knows? Uh, they also do have a director, uh, Dean. Paris, Paris Hot? From Galaxy Quest. Yeah, he did Galaxy Quest, which, which is I another Galaxy Quest. Is that a stoner? I feel like it's a stoner. Yeah, thing. I think that could count. I yeah, that's another that good one. A Star Trek stoner film. Yeah. Now, see, I, I'm curious who will play Rufus, or if Rufus will even be in it. Well, they might just bring him back as a hologram or something. Yeah, just reuse footage or something. <laughs> It'd be really funny if they just reused footage of the seven words you can't use. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or they, yeah, they just have. They have and that's the only the camo. Cameo, yes. Yeah, yeah. You're like, man, Rufus really went off the rails. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Station. <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah, so that's exciting. Yeah. Um, let's see if they have a date on here. Will eventually become a reality. Hopefully, doing Ted's latest adventure will become a reality. Who knows? They're basically doing this by themselves. Uh, but I mean, Keanu Reeves has a lot of pull. I yeah. don't know about Alex anymore. No, I don't know what he's been doing. I only know three movies that he's been in: Bill and Ted One and Two, and Lost Boys. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, but Keanu Reeves has pull behind him, so it's probably yeah, all coming from him for sure. Especially, especially after uh, uh, it'll John be so. Wick. His star power is 
right back up. It would be really interesting to see them because the thing is, is at the end of th- at, at the end of two, you see what is supposedly Bill and Ted twenty years in the future coming back to start their band. Yeah. And the thing is, is now that they're both in their fifties, what? Ha- oh, that'll be. Oh, I'm just so curious. Man, something strange is going down at the Circle K. No. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's see what the next one is. Oh yeah. So, I just wanted to bring this up. I, I mean, I'm a big Riverdale fan, a big Archie's fan, mm-hmm. and I think it's early for them to go the musical route to do a musical episode. It doesn't quite fit the tone of the show. Yeah. But they're going to be doing Carrie the Musical inside an episode of Riverdale. Hmm. Which I'm a huge Stephen King fan, so it's it's two two worlds that I love kind of meeting. And it just kind of has me giddy. Yeah, that would be fun. That's that's all I really have to say about it. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait. Can't wait. It's going to be fun. Especially since, like, this season of, like, Supernatural is getting a Scooby-Doo episode, so. And we've already talked about that and how my eyes are rolling. Ugh. No, it's gonna be, that's going to be episode 16 of this season. Ugh. Um, and the name of the episode is Scooby Natural. I can't wait, Kurt. I'm still on season nine. I actually just picked it back up yesterday. Oh, good. Get caught up. I'm trying to. It's just, it's one of those things where I can only you watch like like two or three month- episodes a day before I'm like, I'm bored of this now. You can, you only have like six weeks or so to get caught up for Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Oh, oh! So this is this is something that's really neat. Uh, Jodie Whittaker demanded equal pay to Peter Capaldi. Was she not going to get it? Well, you know how that pay in quality, pay in, ah, pay in equality. Yeah, I understand. Is, uh, I understand that that's a thing, but I mean, at the level of acting that that has, is it act? Does it actually get enacted? You know, I don't know. Um, it doesn't really say if they offered her lower, but I'm glad that she said she wouldn't do it unless she was making the same. Yeah, more power to her. And at the same time, though, I feel like when you're the doctor, you get paid regardless. Yeah, it should just be like, this is what all of you make. Yeah. This is what you're getting. You're not getting anything lower. You are the star of the show. Yeah. So... Now, there's a person that I'd like to see do crossovers like what you just talked about, Scooby-Doo. I wouldn't mind a Scooby-Doo Doctor Who crossover. That'd be fun. Yeah. But supernatural Scooby-Doo crossover, no. It's going to be animated. It's an animated episode of Supernatural. Okay, you you say, ugh, but you have to remember, Scooby has a long history of crossing over with other stuff. Yeah, Batman. Batman, the Adams Family. Uh, the Harlem Globetrotters, Sonny and Cher. Yeah. Weird Al. There was a Weird Al? I've never seen that. There's an episode of Batman Brave and the Bold uh, from 10 years ago, the Batman series that was on with Dietrich Bader as the voice. And John DiMaggio as Aquaman, and he teamed up with a different superhero each week. But one week, he teamed up with Scooby-Doo. And they actually just released a feature... Uh, uh, they brought Batman Brave and the Bold back for a new feature with uh, Scooby-Doo. It's a Scooby-Doo episode of Batman Brave and the Bold. But during the series, they did one, and they also had Weird Al. It was hmm. Batman, Scooby-Doo, and Weird Al. That sounds like a fun day episode. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. it really was. So it, you shake your head at Supernatural, but it's not that far out of the world of Scooby-Doo. True. They just, had, they just released one Scooby-Doo and Kiss. Yeah, where they did. Kiss has magical powers. Well, okay, let's be real. They've always oh, had magical yes, powers. Yes, true, true. But okay, I can see what you're saying. You can't really, you can't really knock them for doing supernatural. At least they're both in the same wheelhouse. Yeah, you're like, oh, this actually makes sense that they would go solve the same mystery. Yeah. <laughs> Although when it comes to push comes to stuff this is supernatural I'd like to see some gore and Scooby's and Scooby-Doo gang like oh shit there's gore <laughs> now now to be fair we did get that on uh, Robot Chicken yeah we did and they had the voice cast of Scooby-Doo doing it <laughs> so it was Scooby and Jason yeah <laughs> so 
Scooby Doo's allowed itself to have some fun. Although there's that one thing that there's, a, <laughs> I've been seeing this meme around that I'm laughing at is if anybody remembers like all of Scooby Doo. Um, I'm a huge Scooby Doo fan. I don't Fred know. Fred has is. always had an affinity for setting up traps. And there's a meme going around right now that I love traps. <laughs> oh, and that yeah. means something completely different in today's society. <laughs> oh. oh, no. Oh, so, I didn't know this was a thing. Did you know that was a thing? You what? Can, at a- AMC theaters, you can get a, a popcorn bucket that you just refill. It's $20 for the bucket, and you just pay 5 bucks to refill it each time you go to the movies. I remember that they were doing that at Hamilton 16 for a while. When it I had, first, when I had it first no opened, idea this was a thing. Yeah, when it first opened, Hamilton 16, when it opened, they had this bucket. And I still have the bucket, and I take it there, and they look at me like I'm some fucking ancient being bringing it in. Do they still in. refill it? Yeah. Oh, wow. But it's not an <clears throat> offer that they do anymore. It was like a, an opening offer, like, hey, we're brand new. If you do this and keep getting refilled, we're going to have you as a customer for years and years and years. Yeah. But I bring this in, and these like teenage kids are like, what the hell is this thing? <laughs> That's awesome. But, yeah, I didn't know AMC did this. That is great. I need to do it because it's only good until the 31st. But There's also this thing. <clears throat> I can't remember what my friends what my friends use this service where you pay $10 a month and you have a, a credit card that's good for only seeing movies. Uh-huh. And you check in to see what movie you're going to see. So you can pay $10 to see unlimited movies. It's just one movie every day. Yeah, I, I, I know of it, but I don't remember the name. Yeah, it is a really good service because the thing is is they both are good cinephiles. Mm-hmm. And they're like, this is what's keeping our marriage alive. Nice. Well, um, I do want to talk about the Oscars. The Oscar nominations came out this past Tuesday, and we'll start at the bottom of the list. So with visual effects, you have nominated Blade Runner 2049, Guardians of the Galaxy, Kong Skull Island. Whoever thought Kong would get nominated for an Oscar? Um, Kong Star-, Star Wars The Last Jedi and War for the Planet of the Apes. Oh, those are all really good movies. Yeah, I, re- I really enjoyed Kong Skull Island. Uh, I know I was just giving it some I forgot shit. That, but I forgot that that came out this year. It yeah. was a fun movie. It was a fun movie. That's about all it was. It wasn't a good movie, but it was fun. Now, all the other ones up there, we had in our had either in or around our top ten lists. Yeah. But honestly, I think the visual effects needs to go to War of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. It's a close with, with the Guardians 2 and Star Wars, man. That's a... And Blade Runner. Oh, man, those are all so good. I, I'm just thinking of the, the performance that we got out of Andy Serkis' Caesar mm-hmm. and more for the Planet of the Apes. But I, I mean, think it, Well, the thing is, is regardless, Andy is in both two movies. He's yeah, yeah. Snoke and yeah, he's Caesar. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, very, very true. Um, costume design uh, nominated as Beauty, Beauty and the Beast. Beast. Yeah. Uh, look, same person nominated. I didn't... Uh, same person is nominated for both Beauty and the Beast and Darkest Hour. Um, Phantom Thread, Shape of Water, and Victoria and Abdul. And you know what's going for all these? They're all period pieces. They all take place in like, like yeah, they're all period pieces. Period pieces always have the highest chance of winning best costume, costume design because it's harder to create recreate something than to create something new yeah but they're all period pieces so it's the first time i can't be like well that one's gonna win because it's a period piece and it usually always does so it's all it's all it's equal it's equal territory so then for makeup and hair we've also got darkest hour victoria and abdul and wonder what's wonder wonder was the one with uh uh starring jacob tremblay and Owen Wilson, I forget who wow. played the mom. Wow. <laughs> uh, but he he's the Jacob Tremblay's the little kid, and he had the, the burn. Oh, the, the, the fucked up face. Yeah, the fucked up face. Yeah. The, so I, I, I want to see it. I, he's a great actor. He's that also, is good makeup. They he, did make him look fucked up. He plays the little boy in Room with okay. Brie Larson. Does he have the fucked up face no, in that no, movie? No, he's a normal looking kid. Okay. Not that the kid with the fucked up face isn't normal looking. He's just... Different. <laughs> different. Um, original, original song. 
So you have Mighty River from Mudbound with from Mary J. Blige. Um, Mystery of Love, Call Me By Your Name, Sufjan Stevens. Remember Me by from Coco. Yep, I, I hope that wins. I still haven't seen Coco. I'm oh. waiting for it to come out on Netflix. I'm gonna. Did, did I tell you when you went and saw it? Yeah, and you didn't and, see the bullshit 30-minute Olaf yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. You didn't get to see the Frozen a lot short. Of, a lot of people tell me that that's a really good Pixar movie, and I'm curious to see it. Oh, yeah. Me and the wife cried like three times. So, it yeah, Remember crazy. Me by Coco, from Coco. Stand Up Something by Mar- from Marshall, Dwayne Warren Common. This Is Me from The Greatest Show. Oh. I hate I hate musicals. I love I love musicals. Okay, I like musicals when I was a kid. Now that I'm an adult, I'm like, okay, guys, that was like a 50s and 60s and 70s movement. We can move past that. Right. Bring it back. No, High School Musical. La 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 Land was my favorite movie last year. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I think I've just grown past them. I don't know. All right, all right. Ooh, Dope Man's on. What's next? Original score. So we have Dunkirk by Hans Zimmer, Phantom Thread, Johnny Greenwood, Shape of Water, Alexander Desplat, Star Wars The Last Jedi, John Williams, who's always going to win. The three... uh, Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri from Carter Burwell. Hmm. That's hard. You you get John Williams in and it all just goes to shit. Yeah. Um, I've only seen... Two of those at the moment. I've only seen Dunkirk and Star Wars. And I would actually have to give it to Dunkirk. I would have to give it to, to Hans Zimmer. Dunkirk the, was a moving movie. Yeah. And the, the, the music in that. I mean, there isn't much dialogue. His score carries that movie through most of it. And even when there is dialogue, you can't understand it because they're in... It did drive me nuts. Two Christopher Nolan movies in a row... With Tom Hardy, he covers his fucking mouth. His mouth is covered up the entire time. You go from Bane to the, the, the fighter pilot, you can't hear a word he's saying. Maybe that's just his, his acting M.O. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, production design. We have Beauty and the Beast uh, by Sarah Greenwood and Katie Spencer. Blade Runner 2049. Darkest Hour by, again, Sarah Greenwood and Katie Spencer. Dunkirk and The Shape of Water by Paul D. Osterbury, Jeffrey A. Melvin, and Shane View. I can't help but wonder did Beauty and the Beast and Darkest Hour just share the same crew? Probably. Because it's both costume design and production design have the same people. I don't understand why these live-action Disney movies are getting such praise. I enjoy Beauty and the Beast. I haven't, I've only seen one of them, and that was a Maleficent. I was like, eh. Well, they did something different with that. They, they took the villain's point of view for that. Yeah, it's just, I'm not really a fan of these live-action Disney movies, like Cinderella. You, have, you haven't seen them. You just said you've only seen Maleficent. I've only seen Maleficent, and I was so underwhelmed. I did was you, just oh, like, wait, did you see Alice in Wonderland? That was the first one of the Okay, the yes, way. I did see both of those. Those were fun. I only saw the first one. I didn't bother with the second one. Well, the second one I watched on an airplane ride, so it wasn't like I was invested. It was like, oh, it's a free option. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Um, Cinderella and Beauty and the Beast were both enjoyable. I liked them. I guess I'm just... I like the, the animation better. Yes. And we always will. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed Beauty and the Beast, but I didn't think it brought anything new. I would have, I, If I had to pick... Oh, do I want to watch the animated or the, the live action? I'll go with the animated. Now, did you see Jungle Book? I have, yes. What do you think of Jungle Book? You know, when I was a kid, I thought Jungle Book was a boring movie. And even now, as an adult, seeing the live action, I'm like, yeah, this is a boring movie. Okay. <laughs> I, I really enjoy it. I, I think, actually, I think Jungle Book's the best one of these live action, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Especially not- since they're doing a live action Lion King. How is that live action? It's all CG. How is that live action? They're going to have real, real animals. Yeah. Just, yeah. just uh, moving the mouth like just, Homeward Bound. Mm-hmm. All right. Sound mixing. Oh. We have Baby Driver from Mary H. Ellis, Julian Slatter, and Tim Cav- Cav- Cavigan? Whatever. 
Blade Runner 2049, Mac Ruth, Ron Burrett, Barlett, and Doug Heffel. Uh, Dunkirk by Mark Weingardner, Greg Landarker, Gary A. Russo. The Shape of Water, Glenn Gather, Christa, Christ, Christian Cook, Christina Cook, and Brad Zohar. It is Christian. Christian Cook. Christian. And uh, then Last Jedi. Yeah, by Stuart Wilson, Ren Clance, David Parker, and Michael Sinek. 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 Sure. Yes. <laughs> um, with, uh, with both of these, both, and we're doing the, the sound editing here, Baby Driver, Driver, Julian Slatter. Blade Runner 2049. Man, uh, the... Dunkirk. Blade Alex, Runner's almost in every fucking category. Alex Gibson, Richard King, Shape of Water. And yet, Nathan, Nathan Robitel and Nelson Ferreira. And Star Wars The Last Jedi, Ren Clint, and Matthew Wood. For both of these, it needs to go to Baby Driver. Baby. Sound editing was great. Yeah, it was for both of those. Now, it'll probably go to Dunkirk, but yeah, I hope because it Yeah, because of the spacey controversy. Yeah. At least, hopefully, Baby Driver would also get film, film editing, because that, that movie's put together so fucking well. Mm-hmm. Um, for film editing, we have Baby, Baby Driver, Driver Jonathan Dun- Amos, and Paul Matchless. Dunkirk, Lee Smith. Itania, Tatiana S. Regal. Regal. Shape of Water, Sidney Wolsinski. And Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri from John Gregory. You know, uh, this, is, uh, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but that, uh, there's a movie trailer that really is intriguing me at the moment. It's that I, Angel or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. That looks like an interesting movie. Back to Battle, the list. Uh, a Battle Angel. Battle Angel. That uh, looks interesting. Um, it's it's going to be bad. Anime. Yeah. It's going to be... It looks like it's going to be like the story's going to suck, but the effects look great. I'm looking forward to the cast and the creative team. It's from James Cameron and Robert Rodriguez. Oh. <laughs> so, I, I don't think they would put out a bad movie. This reminds me. There's a joke that I've been hearing going around of uh, things we want in 2018. One thing I want in 2018 is the Uganda Knuckles to show up in Ready Player One. And one of my friends is like, I want, since they're talking about recasting Captain America because his contract's up, I think we should have Alex Jones be Captain America because he would no. give a more accurate description of <laughs> 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 a real Captain America. <sighs> <laughs> rip off my shirt. And just, no, you should be the Hulk. <laughs> they turn the freaking frogs gay. <laughs> oh. And just the thought of that made me laugh really hard. And then, I, then my friend edited a video where you see one of his rants with the Avengers theme underneath it. Oh no! Oh, no. it was so great. No. no. <laughs> Uh, so best foreign language film, we have A Fantastic Woman from Chile, The Insult from Lebanon. Who Killed Captain Alex? Huh? <laughs> no, I'm joking. The uh, first Ugandan film ever made, by the way. Oh. It's, it's, on, um, it's on YouTube. I've watched it. It's horrible. Okay. But it's so funny. Loveless from Russia. On Body and Soul from Hungary in the Square of Sweden. Never seen them. I can't tell you anything. Well, it's from Sweden, and as somebody who works for a Swedish company, I can tell you, it's probably going to be good. Best live-action short film. Deck Lab Elementary by Reed Van Dyke. 11 O'Clock by Derek Seal and Josh Lawson. My Nephew Amet, Kevin Wilson Jr. The Silent Child by Chris Overton and Rachel Shenton. And Waku Wot, All of Us. Kaicha Benran and Tobias Rosen. Um, There's still so many of these things. Yeah, we can skip to the better ones. Let's skip best documentary, best documentary short, best cinematography. All right, best cinematography. Here we go. Blade this, Runner, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Mudbound, and The Shape of Water. Yeah, that's gonna be a hard one. That's yeah. gonna be such a hard one. Um, original screenplay. Original screenplay. Get out! I wanted to win. It's uh, in there. The Big Sick, which I do want to see, and it would be nice because uh, I like Kamel. Mm-hmm. I like Kamel quite a bit, so I would like to see him win something. 
I would love to see him get an Oscar for screenwriting. Um, get get out. out from Jordan Peele again. I would love to see him him get Lady Bird. Lady Bird from Greta Gerwig. The Shape of Water and Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing. Yep. Um, yeah, I look forward to that. <laughs> Adapted screenplay. The disaster artist is on there. <laughs> so, Call Me By Your Name by James Ivory. The disaster artist by Scott. I can't pronounce his last name. And Ed Michael Weber. Logan by Scott Frank and James Manigold with Michael Green, which is a first time a comic book movie has ever been nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. Hmm. So that is huge. Um, Molly's Game by Aaron Sokin and Mudbound by Virgil Williams and D. Rees. I want it. I want it to go to Logan. I do too. Um, it is the only. I think Oscar it's nomination that the, that the Disaster Artist is even mentioned. Though. It's the only Oscar nomination for the Disaster Artist. I. It, I mean, James Franco got Best Actor at the Golden Globes for his role in the Disaster Artist, and he's not even nominated. So it's. I don't know. There might be some politics at play. And then you see Tommy was so walk up on the stage and try to get him. Oh, I know that was so. No, you tried to walk up to the mic. Oh, it was so cringy. Tommy was was trying to get up to the mic, and James was just like, "No, you're not getting that microphone." (laughs) All right, best animated feature: The Boss Baby. You could be the Boss Baby. I could. The breadwinner. The breadwinner. We've had Nora on our podcast, so that's exciting. Coco. See her on here. Um, Ferdinand. Yeah. And I do want to see Loving Vincent. I think from a technical standpoint, Loving Vincent should probably win Best Animated. I have no idea what it is. They animated a uh, Oh, a the film Vincent Van Gogh. Vincent yes. Van Gogh. Yes, they should win. Yes. Each frame is a hand-painted Painted frame. frame. How long was it? It was like 40 minutes. Uh, theatrical length, so 106 minimal. 106 minutes. Well, an hour and 6 minutes. Man, that is an undertaking. Yeah. Yeah. And that's incredible. So from a technical standpoint, I I kind of hope it gets it, just because that's a lot of fucking work. But at the same time, it's going up against Coco, and Pixar always wins. True. Director, Dunkirk, Christopher and, Nolan, Get yeah, Out, Jordan, Jordan Peele. Peele, Lady Bird, Greta Gerwig, Phantom Thread, Paul Thomas. What is this Phantom Thread? I, I am seeing it. It's um, it stars uh, Daniel Day Lewis, and he makes clothes. That's all that really the trailer really tells me. Okay, and then The Shape of Water, Guillermo del Toro. I hope it goes. To, I hope it goes to either Shape of Water or Get Out. I hope it goes to Get Out. That was a great, great yeah, movie. I would like to see. I yeah, I would like to see either of them win an Oscar. Um, best supporting actress, Mary J. Blige for Mudbound. Allison Jenny for I, Tonya. Tonya. Um, Leslie Manable, The Phantom Thread. Laurie Metal for Laurie Metcalf. That thing. Uh, by Lady Bird. She was on, she was on Roseanne. She was uh, Roseanne's sister. Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water. Supporting actor. William Dafoe. Dafoe? Dafoe. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> Dafoe, not Dafoe. Okay. <laughs> William Dafoe, The Florida Project. Woody Harrelson. Three billboards outside of Ebbing, Ebbington, Missouri. Ebbing. Whatever. Richard <laughs> Jen- Jenkins. At least I can get that yeah. name right. <laughs> the Shape of Water. Christopher Plummer, All the Money in the World. Which is funny. Christopher Plummer, they reshot All the Money in the World in like something crazy like nine days with Christopher Plummer replacing Kevin Spacey. It's crazy. And now he's nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Uh, and then Sam Rockwell for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. I can't wait to see Three Billboards. I can't. Uh, it's from the same director that did In Bruges and Seven Psychopaths. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. Okay, lead actress Sally Hawkins, The Shape of Water. Francis McDonald, The Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Margaret Robbery, I, Tonya. I'm not going to be. Margaret. Margot. Okay. T silent. Margot Robbie. Then what? I'm not gonna even try that name. Uh, Sorsa Rowan. Lady Bird. I don't speak her name. Meryl Streep. 
<laughs> you don't speak Meryl Streep? <laughs> why? I don't like her. I don't know why. Ever since Mamma Mia, I've just never liked her. They're doing a sequel to Mamma Mia. And Won't you be so happy? No. No? <laughs> just want to give you heads up. There is a one o'clock guy. Uh, oh, okay. Day, yeah, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll wrap it up. No worries. Yeah, yeah. take time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, lead, We're almost done anyway. Yeah, yeah. Lead actor, Timothy Chalamet, Call Me By Your Name. Daniel Day-Lewis, Phantom Thread. Daniel Cal... I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Calu- Kalula. Kalula, yeah, sure. From Get Out. Um, Gary Oldman, Darkest Hour. And Denzel Washington from Roman J. Israel. Esquire. <laughs> All right. Now, best picture nominations are Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. I need to see this Ebbing, Missouri movie, apparently. So I've only seen two of those at the moment. I've seen Get Out and Dunkirk. Yeah. Is that I've all? I've never seen The Post. I've never seen Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour. I've seen Dunkirk. I've seen Get Out. I've seen... And that's it. Yeah. So, um... I've so seen apparently post, I'm uncultured. I've seen The Post tonight. Uh, we're going to go see that later this evening. Or tomorrow morning, I forget. Um, but I am doing the day one... Uh, you can do... Have it split. You can do day one, day two, or a 24-hour marathon of all the Best Picture nominations. No, thank you. I don't. I did day. I, I bought a ticket for day one, which consists of the Phantom Thread, Lady Bird, um, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. How much of a break do they give you between movies? Just stretch decent your legs. enough, decent enough, and Shape of Water. So that's going to be a good day. The It'll only be. one I'm not really looking forward to is the Phantom Thread. It looks boring as shit. But Lady Bird looks like so much fun. And it's one of the best reviewed movies ever on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. So, yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. I can't wait to see Three Billboards and Shape of Water. I've been wanting to see Shape of Water. We've talked about wanting to see Shape of yeah, Water just, on here. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't go into work until 2 tomorrow. I might be able to see it, pick it up then. Yeah, there you go. All right, that puts us... We're, we're fire, dude. 57 minutes. Right on. Right <laughs> nice. on, buddy. All right. We couldn't have timed that better if we tried. Anyways, I'm David West. I'm Kurt Steiner. And we will talk to you guys again next week. Bye-bye. Listeners, this is Micus, creator of the kind of epic theme song Zombie Kids. If you're interested in finding out more about my music, you can check me out at micusmusic.com. Also, I am on iTunes, Facebook, and SoundCloud. You can look me up as Micus Music, and that's M I K U S, and you know the rest. All right, peace out, everyone. Keep listening.